Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free one-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Dan Lanning made sure all the Oregon fans' fears were calmed this morning, releasing a video saying, I'm staying at the University of Oregon. It's been a wild 24 hours of information, misinformation, being spouted about after Nick Saban uh, hung it up as the head coach of Alabama uh, to talk about the last 24 hours and what the ripple effect is moving forward for this Oregon program. We bring on Matt Preem, 24-7 Sports Duck Territory, kind enough to join us. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. It was a little uh, interesting, as we'll call it, like 18 hours of time period, but we're doing good. We're doing good down here. You know, it was it, it was wild because I'm I'm sure that, that you were getting a lot of the same things that I was in that we were look, we were seeing it online as well. Within the Oregon athletic department, within the Oregon program, there was a lot of confidence that Dan yeah. Lanning wasn't going anywhere. But it, I found it really interesting that we only heard like one little leak from Jaleel Florence saying he's not going anywhere. You know, it, it was that era of confidence is something that I never had felt when Willie Taggart or or Mario Cristobal. I, is that the same kind of stuff that you were hearing as well and you were kind of seeing? Yeah. You know, like I I posted something really late last night after I talked to as many people as I possibly could and kind of laid out everything I was hearing. And one of the things that just stuck out to me was that when Willie was being mentioned with Florida State and when Mario did his dance not once but twice with Miami, you know, every time it was, hey, we're preparing a patch, a package. We're going to put together something that's really competitive. You know, we feel we'll make a strong offer to counter whatever's coming uh, his way from the other schools. And while Oregon, like, knows that, you know, they need to continue to evolve and be innovative and, and present, you know, the resources and the, pa- and, and, the, and the facilities and the money that's needed to keep and to maintain what Dan Lanning's building, there wasn't any, like, discussion of, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're putting together a new, a new package and, and we're going to counter it and, you know, we're, we're ready to go. Like, there was confidence that with what Lanning has from a contractual standpoint already in place, it was going to withstand it. It was a firewall that they knew wasn't going to get breached, and it didn't. And I think that speaks to, A, Rob Mullins and his team of putting together a really good deal that's good for Dan and good for Oregon, but also, like, it, Dan's different. He's a different, he's a different cat. He's a different dude. Uh, and I, I think we're seeing that play out. 
You know, I, you mentioned the contract and how it's kind of ironclad. There are some layers to it, and it's more than, you know, just Dan Lanning saying, yeah, media day, y'all got $20 million to pay yeah. me. <laughs> you know, it, it, there there's escalators that are that are kind of put in, in there. And can you kind of explain those protections, you know, at the baseline level of what why Oregon felt so protected by it? Yeah, I mean, every year he wins 10 games he automatically gets a year added onto his salary. He automatically gets a pay raise and that bumps everything else up. Um, and, you know, so by 2029, he's going to be making almost $11 million when you factor in the deferred compensation that he's getting, which is immediately put into uh, a fund for him and deposited by Oregon. So he's getting, so the 2029 year, it's like 9.4, 9.6 million dollars, um, and then on top of that, there's the one million dollar deferred interest payment that that he gets from the University of Oregon. So now you're talking, it's 10.6 million dollars, and then he's got clauses and, and some incentive packages where if if he hits other certain parts of his deal, that contract could go up to 12 million dollars, 13 million dollars by that point, and when that contract rolls, when it eventually gets to the end of the life of that deal, you know, he's going to be making somewhere above 10, $11 million. And he's only going to get more from that. So uh, he, he's in a really good place and it's a really unique deal. I think Rob Mullins yet again shows that he's really good at what he <laughs> is supposed to be doing. Uh, and, and Oregon's in a good spot. You know, we're talking with Matt Preem, Duck Territory, 24-7 Sports. Uh, this is, does this eventually, we get to the point where when the coach says the grass isn't always greener, 10 toes in the ground, in the grass, I'm not going anywhere. Is this where you think most of the fans kind of turn that corner and start believing Dan Lanning? They better. <laughs> <laughs> they better. I mean, I, I joked about it on social media. It's like the video, every time he has been asked, uh, about another job being linked to him. He has come out and, and he has been very definitive and uh, passionate about his commitment here. And every time it gets stronger and stronger, the statement gets more brash and bold. And today, you know, the, the way it was in the video of if you're afraid of your coach is leaving, come here. Cause I'm not like, he just turned down Alabama. That's the, like, <laughs> You and I are the same age. I, I don't think either one of us ever thought when, when we were 23 years old and we were just getting out of college that we would ever say the words, an Oregon head coach turned down Alabama. Yeah. And here we are, and it's real. And so if he's going to turn down Alabama, he, he's going to turn down every other opportunity. And I think really the only reason why he leaves now is he wants to go to the NFL. If that, if that becomes a thing for him, he said today on the Pat McAfee show, it's not. Um, but if maybe the NFL becomes a thing for him or the more likely scenario, which is extremely unlikely anyways, Oregon doesn't give him the resources, doesn't give him the commitment that he feels that they need to have to stay relevant in today's world of college football. That's not going to happen, but that feels like the only thing that that's going to deter him away from, from Morgan on his choosing. You know, you mentioned the, I said this earlier, and I want to. I want to get your thoughts on this. The Are you scared of your coach leaving? Uh, come play for us. Is that was that directed towards Gatlin Bear? <laughs> the top one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, it could be. I mean, it, it very well could be towards the Gatlin Bear. It, I think it's more so of just all-encompassing. Yeah. Like, I mean, the people up north in Seattle, Washington, Kellen DeBoer, like, he's being attached to, to the job down there at Alabama. We know about, you know, the stuff with Lincoln Riley and the NFL. Um, you know, I, I, Dan is a different cat. I mean, he he is different. He's not afraid to go out and, and talk his stuff. Uh, and that was just another sign of like, look, I, I'm I'm here. I've said it before. I'm not leaving. This is yet again me saying I'm here. And if you want to come play for a coach that's not leaving, I'm your school. Like, he, he's not afraid to say that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's the ripple effect of this uh, moving forward for Oregon? Because, I mean, uh, I think everybody's worst fears were, all right, Oregon gets left and, you know, it then becomes the stepping stone uh, program yet again. Now that he has solidified himself and he is staying, what do you think the ripple effect moving forward is for the Oregon program? Uh, it's only going to go up. Um, I mean, it 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 gives him the ultimate weapon on the recruiting trail when he goes and visits John Smith, who's a five star, and he's saying, you know, school X, Y, and Z are telling me that you're probably not going to be here for for my entire career. Look at the track record of Oregon coaches. And Lanning will be able to say, I turned down Alabama. Do you think I'm leaving? Um, and that alone is going to be a huge deal. I think recruits will, will gravitate towards that idea that he's he's choosing Oregon. Um, and college football is changing. Like, believe it or not, Oregon has a better NIL collective than Alabama does. You know, the, they've got the same support from a booster perspective. Um, obviously, Alabama has the recruiting ties and, and and they're closer to more players that those two schools are recruiting at but college football is changing college athletics is changing and the old guard will always there will always be schools from the old guard that that will continue to be atop the, the hierarchy but programs that don't traditionally when we speak traditionally 50 60 year spans that don't have the same built-in advantages as these other schools they're starting to emerge and oregon's one of those schools and so as long as oregon has dan lanning as long as they give him the resources that he wants to succeed i don't know why this this program isn't going to be a college football playoff contender every year uh doesn't mean they're going to make it every year but they're going to be in the discussion every single year and i don't know why you know, you can't say every couple of years they're going to be a, a team that's going to have a legitimate chance at, at a national championship. I mean, he's signed the best class in school history. They're reloading a team this year where I think about how the perception of Oregon is now, where Bo Nix, who's a generational quarterback, and we could have that discussion about how some people say he's not at another time, but he is a generational quarterback at Oregon, their best receiver at Oregon, a two 1,000-yard rusher, uh, running back, he is gone. The Remington Award, the best center in the country, he is gone. Your best defensive player in Brandon Dorless, he is gone. You're losing your best cover corner in Kyrie Jackson, he is gone. And yet through all of that, 
Oregon is projected by – you look at all across the, the way too early top 25 polls that have come out. Oregon is, is being viewed as a better team in 2024 than what they were in 2023. <laughs> That's wild to think about. Why, 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 so why is there any doubt of where Oregon is going moving forward as long as you know, Dan Lanning is at Oregon. Well, they I, are, they're going to be here for a while. I think when you, when you look at those though, you look at one player development in, in, albeit a very short time, we've seen improvements. And then the portal where you replace Bo Nix, not with just Dylan Gabriel, but then a future quarterback in Dante Moore, who's willing to sit in, and watch Dylan Gabriel uh, for next year. I mean, or compete for that job, but we, we all kind of know the sense of, of where that job is going. You have that, luxury uh, on one hand and then the transfer portal has been really good in filling the gaps and they've done a, a, an ex- exceptional job at that where do you think they go from here because we have another signing day period in february and then uh they ha- already have a massive class coming in signing day seems like it's going to be very quiet for oregon on the seventh yeah. but what other gaps could you see being filled in in subtractions from the roster because you have so many guys coming in and not very many guys leaving. Yeah. So they're, they're about four or five guys over the scholarship limit. Now that's, that shouldn't be a surprise. Um, this time, I think in February last year, they were like nine guys over the number. It's 85 to give you an idea if you're, if you're unaware of that. Um, so that 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 number doesn't concern me. Though they will they will get it down, and I won't name names. It's unfair to those players, but it, it's obvious to, to, to go and look at. Okay, who are the look at players that are upperclassmen that just don't play a lot, mm-hmm. and and look and look at underclassmen that maybe they've over recruited. Um, they brought either a transfer portal player uh, ahead of that guy. Like what happened with Ty Thompson. Um, or they go out and they, you know, they bring a bunch of dudes at the same position in two or three years cycles, and now all of a sudden you've you've got 16 guys between two two recruiting classes. Like odds are, a couple of those guys probably won't be on the team just from a pure numbers standpoint. So Oregon will get Oregon will get down to that 85 limit. I I agree with you. The second signing day will probably be more focused on the additions of the portal guys. Gatlin Bear feels like, at least right now, the only guy that's a high school prospect or a JUCO prospect that is even, you know, in play for Oregon. Could could that change? Sure. Maybe, maybe a new name pops up. Maybe when uh, the coaching carousel, the Alabama job will, will restart the coaching carousel. And new names from head coaching standpoints will leave, and that will open up players that will ask out of their NILs and uh, that's maybe something from there happens, but you can't count on that. So I think it's it's predominantly going to be portal. They've got a really good portal class. Uh, We know they're looking at five-star receiver, Evan Stewart. He's the second best player in the transfer portal. Uh, He's a sophomore receiver from Texas A&M has two years of eligibility left. Oregon's the favorite there. So they're kind of focusing on receiver. I think they could look at defensive line, um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if maybe they go and add a, a defensive back, whether it's a cornerback safety or, or both. Um, but it, I think it's going to be some very select portal ads if they add anybody else to this mix. Uh, and that's probably what signing day will be, will be about. And for Oregon, that's a good thing because as Dan Lanning said today on the Pat McAfee show, like today's 2025 recruiting 
focus. Like they're they're diving in knee deep. They've already made a couple scholarship offers today. They made a couple scholarship offers yesterday. Uh, and so while schools, some schools across the country, in the next couple of weeks are going to be hosting 2024 prospects for official visits. Uh, Oregon's bringing in portal guys, and they're bringing in 2025 guys. Uh, Jordan Davis, a five-star running back from Southern California, is going to be on campus here in a couple of weeks for an unofficial visit. Um, you know, he's going to be one of many underclassmen visiting Oregon during this open period for a couple of weeks. Well, now uh, Dan Landing staying in Oregon. You got to win the big ones now. I think that's yeah, that's the to. one moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the he's got to beat Washington. Yep. Uh, he, he's he's got to beat his rivals. Uh, and you you set yourself up where there's no excuse. Like it's the most talented roster on paper in Oregon history. They're going to be one of the more talented teams in college football next season um, and for the next foreseeable future. So you got to win the big ones and. That's kind of what he's been talking about. The standard is the very best, and we're going to start comparing Oregon to those other schools that are competing to the very best and where they stand. We'll we'll see how it shakes out. Matt, I appreciate your time. Uh, uh, are you uh, are you grilling anything? Is it, are no, you, you shutting the grill down? Cold, for the it's a little cold right now. I mean, it's hard to maintain the it's hard to maintain the heat. Um, <laughs> I'm not one of those guys that likes to put a. Um, like a vest, they have those vest things that you can put on your smokers, yeah. and that just, that, that, I'm not going to go that way. So I, I'm, I'm done probably for a couple months. All right, all right. Well, we're going to have you on again sometime soon then, and especially when the weather comes out, and uh, you can tell us what you're grilling then. Appreciate the Sounds time, good. man. Absolutely. There he is, Matt Preem, 24-7 Sports Duck Territory.